Hello there, welcome to another awesome episode of Money Talks with Ife. I'm your host, Adegoke Ife Olua. Of course, this is a financial education platform where we teach and talk about financial principles that are simple and practical for you to use in your daily financial decision. It's always good to be back here. It's been a minute, a lot of things has been going on, but yeah, we are back. So on today's episode, I won't be doing this alone. I have a special guest for us and we are going to be talking about the banking sector. Um, the banks are a major part of our finances and uh, our amazing guest is going to be enlightening us about banks and how they function. They are a huge part of our finances. I mean, everybody has a bank account or a couple or more than a couple and we just want to learn more on how they can help us to become better with our finances. So let's dive in. Today I have Mr. Elo Chuku Okoye. He is a graduate from the University of Nigeria, Onsuka. He started his career in the banking industry about almost 10 years now and um, he has grown um, his career and uh, in the banking sector for these years and his career is basically in uh, sales relationship management and uh, is a financial advisor. Uh, so it's an honor to have him here. He's an expert at what he does and uh, it will basically be enlightening us and the things we need to know about the banks. All right, so thank you, Mr. Elochuku, for doing this. Thank you for coming on the show. How are you, sir? I'm very well. Thank you, sir, for having me. It's good to be here. Um, good to talk to young minds and business. All right, thank you so much. Uh, okay, so I, I would like you to give us an introduction into uh, the basic operating ways of the bank. Okay, we all know we put our money in the bank and then we take it when we are ready, but you are in the sector, you understand it better. So how how, how would you say in layman's term as simple as possible, the operating ways of the bank? So the thing is, I'll try as much as possible, just like you said in the layman's term, I'll try as much as possible to be as simple as I can be so that everybody can get car- uh, carried along. So. Basically, banking, uh, what it is, is actually taken from the surplus to the deficit. So, from the surplus in the sense that you're taking uh, funds or whatever you're getting from people uh, that they have it and um, at some point they don't need it. And you're supposed to be giving to people that need it. Um, That's where you have the deposit and uh, at some point you also have people asking for facility. But like I said, it, that's it in uh, the simplest form. But banking has also there are different forms of or different activities that uh, or roles that bank uh, play today in our business or personal life or what have you. Uh, so in terms of uh, the basic, when you say um, how do banks benefit from us, and uh, I, I believe you're talking about customers or the general public. Um, you would agree with me that before now or before we had banks, you could just think about it. Um, there's some level of uh, fear or 
you don't feel very safe keeping funds or valuable items in your home. Most times when you, if you even have funds at home, when you got, you're thinking about it. Mm-hmm. But most times when you make deposits uh, at the, uh, with the bank, you almost forget that you've put your money somewhere. So it gives you some level of assurance and um, peace of mind. Mm-hmm. And um, for the banks, what we what we try to do, depending on what kind of uh, service or product you have with the bank, you also your money is not idle. I always tell people that um, it's always better to have your if you have idle funds, just keep it with the bank. And no matter how small you think you're making or you feel the bank the bank is giving you, it's it's something that having it idle. So first of all, you have um, the bank where you have your money safe. You're getting something in return, and you're also building some kind of financial history, which mm. is very, very important in whatever, whatever aspect of life you're in. Whether you're just a worker or you're a student, you're into business, whatever it is you're doing, you have a financial history. You're building that. You don't know when that can come into uh, when you need those information. Mm. I'm sure in the course of our discussion, I'll probably would have to elaborate on that, especially mm. where it has to do with facilities, mm. because it's really important to have that um, financial history. You need to know, okay, at a certain point in time, maybe for a space of six months, this is how much um, has come into my accounts or your finances. So you know, oh, this is what I put in. This is how much I took out. This is what I've, I've been able to do. Uh, mm. And of course, through banks, you can also get into different kinds of uh, forms of investments. You have the, uh, the fixed deposits, uh, the treasury bills, the bonds. Um, you can, uh, you have commercial papers. These are things that uh, most times you you need a bank to do that. And uh, sometimes that relationship is only when you have a relationship like that that you can get some of this information wow so much you said um well some of the things i was um able to pick from from this discussion we we are having is that um, you mentioned the assurance and the peace of mind you know about the safety of your money or assets and also creating a financial history and i really believe that is very very crucial so i have been able to i have close relationship with a travel agency and i know that is one of the things that is important when you are applying for visa or you want to go to yes other countries you have to submit your bank statement and it's been it's usually evaluated one way or the other even much more than that, I, I believe you're still going to talk about this. I believe even when you're trying to get some loans or grants, um, your bank statement, your financial history is needed to uh, to have access to all those kind of opportunities. And you also talked about returns on uh, fixed deposits and other investment opportunities. Now, on the returns, I'd I, I like to know what is the average percentage that you can expect on your money? Let's say you fix your money um, with the bank. What is the average returns you can expect as a regular customer? Okay, so um, when it comes to what you can get as a return from your uh, funds, first of all, it also depends on what kind of product you 
bought into or you've keyed into. Mm. Um, if it's your normal savings, all of that, it also varies. And some of these are also um, the uh, from it, it, it can vary from different banks. Um, in most cases, the uh, differences might not be that much. And um, they are also regulated, of course, we are an industry that is, also, that is regulated by CBN. And uh, some of this, you can't fall below a certain amount or you can't do above a certain amount. If not, you're not profitable. Mm. So for your typical savings accounts, um, you can present before now, uh, you can go as high as uh, maybe 2%. And it's also, I think it's also important that I point this out. What we have, what you call the commercial bank, which is where most of um, uh, what, where, where most of all the banks that are common to us fall into. Mm-hmm. And for the commercial bank, we use um, in then again, let me say in a very simple, simple interest to calculate um, in, uh, your returns and not flat rate. So your simple interest is uh, principal times time times rate over three six five times hundred, where mm-hmm. your um, uh, principal is how much you're putting it on your investment. Your um, your time is how long you're doing your kind of investment. The thirty sixty, your rate being the interest rate. So if the bank tells you oh it's that uh, the commercial bank tells you oh it's three um, percent. Mm-hmm. Then you know that calculate um, returns interest. Uh, so basically, like I said, the simple interest which most of us uh, that maybe from our primary or junior secondary school we use principal times time times three over three six five times hundred. Uh, so back to what you can get in terms of um, uh, interest. So for your savings account, as that today you can get depending on the amount up to maybe two three percent now for a fixed deposit is this banal um, sorry is this yeah, banal okay. not flat yeah it used to be harder than that but then it, like i said we are an industry that's regulated these are uh, monetary policies and all of that these are some of the things uh the checks that have been put and in recent time that the interest has dropped Mm. And which cuts across um, every bank. Mm. Um, then for fixed deposits, fixed deposits you tend to get more, and uh, it's also a question of how much you're investing for how long you're investing. So you can, as a customer, if it's every bank you have what you call your ceiling and ceiling and ground pricing. So uh, within that range, you, between you and your customer, you can negotiate and have a fair price. But low or most times you might not get it, it's not like an open so let me give you an instance you probably bring a million or a two you most likely would not get up to say 20 percent you understand mm. but in in the recent time what you probably might get between uh let's say three to six percent okay this uh, one this is on fixed is, Fixed deposit. On fixed, on fixed deposit. Okay. Now you also have uh, what you we call the treasury treasury bill. The treasury bill it's almost like a fixed deposit, which uh, it's a government uh, investment. Mm-hmm. So what 
usually happens here is that, um, like I said, your investing government is trying to mop up funds for whatever project or something. So they take you buy into that and they pay you interest. Usually your treasury bill is um, most times slightly higher than your fixed deposit. Okay. Imagine might not be that much. The difference might not be that much, but what people uh why might want to go into a treasury bill is because uh then you know what you call your withholding tax. Okay, I'm also going to talk a bit about tax when I'm talking about businesses. Mm. But um, with um, with your treasury bill, you don't get to be you don't get to pay withholding tax. But for your other investments, you get to pay withholding tax. Now, if you have a savings account, you probably would have noticed maybe at the end of the month if you end the interest, you mm. see the interest, and after the interest, you get a charge, mm. which is um, like a um, withholding tax charge. You, 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 it will be spelled out tax something, which is usually like ten percent of whatever income you've made. So that's ten percent. Did you say ten percent? Yes, ten percent, which is still calculated um, simply interest, not flat. Okay, okay. Or is it no? That one is flat. Sorry, ten percent. Yes. Oh, so ten percent of whatever enters into my account. Yes, not whatever enters into your account of whatever income you've made. So if you did a an investment of one million, and okay. uh, let's say for instance your your interest. Or your yeah, your interest from that one million is hundred thousand. Okay. Then there's going to be a withholding tax on that hundred thousand. Just the hundred thousand. Oh, okay. Is this for business yes. accounts or for personal accounts? Whatever investment you do. Okay. As long as it's not um treasury bill. Of course, then again, um there are other little um when it comes to products now, depending on the kind of products, this will also it also differs in different banks. Depending mm. on the kind of products you have, you might not get that charge because you have an agreement, maybe you have a certain amount that is left in your account, which from there the bank somehow makes that um, payment for you on your behalf because you have a certain amount left in your account or you have an agreement to that your account will be charged a certain amount maybe every month or every quarter like i said some of these things differ mm-hmm. from banks yeah so just to uh it's something i was going to say later on but just to um uh point out it's very important that when you're buying a product or when you're came into a product with a, a bank you ask questions, you ask what kind of product, what are the benefits, what are you getting out of this product so that you know what exactly you're getting into. Yes, um, so so much we've discussed already, but there's one, uh, you mentioned um, commercial bonds. How does that work? Do I have to have a large sum of amount in my account or how, how much does it take to invest in such? You were asking for commercial bond. Now, not what you you have bonds and you have commercial paper. Now, for commercial paper, it's like um, what most uh, corporate um, issue. It's also like a way for them to raise capital or raise funds for their business, and they pay you interest. Mm-hmm. Uh, most times, what 
put into a bank and then they will sell to you. However, if, if it's something you have knowledge about, you can ask and if it's something that is available, they will let you know and let you know what the rates are for that um, for that day. Mm. Yeah, like um, I know recently, uh, I think it was Guinness or some uh, Guinness, they had um, they had an offer for commercial papers and all of that. Mm. But and uh, it's not something that let me not to try to downplay any, any group of people, but it's not something the average person usually would want to get involved with. Mm. Okay. Is it because it, yeah. it requires a large sum of money to be a part of or to own? So in some cases, it might require a certain amount, which might be considered as large sum to some people, while in some cases where you, you can have like um, a collection, have a pool of people come together and it's done all for them as a, a like a one-off investment. So it's not something you come in and you say, "I have fifty thousand and I want to invest in this." Mm. So, yeah. From the banks, we can actually benefit from this. Um, investment opportunities i believe that's one of the ways from what you've explained to us that we can benefit from the banking system so i know there is something that really bugs people especially all these um charges now for people that are like um regular nigerian not exactly following the financial news what are the common charges that we often see on our bank accounts and then we just see some amount has been deducted and uh, sometimes it's as small as 1000 but it's still something that keeps reoccurring what are those charges for again like i said depending on the kind of your the type of accounts you have also matters mm. that's one two then you also have the charges that are from our regulators cbn so um, one of the most common one is the stamp duty now I, I, i'm sure you are aware in i think just within a week now one of the banks was in the news for trying to debit some customers and at some point they also uh, decided that they were going to take up that burden because they hadn't debited them for a certain period of time. There is need to also clarify um, the public that these charges are not like when it comes to stamp duty. Uh, stamp duty, withholding tax, uh, these charges are not charges that go to the bank, it goes to uh, CDN or it goes to the government. It's also a way for the government to raise um, funds or money for mm. executing projects. Mm. So uh, in, what has happened is that in recent time, they, they introduced um, some charges for withdrawal, some charges for deposits. So most times you get money, you receive money, and uh, they debit you 15 naira, depending on the amount, sometimes it's 25 naira. If you're doing an ETM, Transaction, you withdraw money from your, on your, from your. You're using a bank's ATM on their own machine. You don't get charged if you withdraw from another bank's ATM. You do that like three times. You get charged. Mm. There are different variations in terms of charges and the amount that you're dealing with. Mm. But like I said, it's 
always when you get your when you get your alerts, look at the narration. Mm. If it's something that does not make sense to you, please query it is your money. Mm. Yes, it might be it might be very small, but then again, um, if you're business minded, especially for young businesses, every combo should matter to you. Yes, definitely. So you should be able you should be able to query because if it's a system glitch or it's an error somewhere, it should be sorted out or rectified so that it's not something that keeps um, reoccurring um, re- and uh, it becomes maybe from Fiti Kobo when you add it by the end of the year you see you lost out on 1,000 that for uh, for the charges um, usually uh, you'll see the narration it's important for people to do yes there's something called stamp duty and it's something that we have uh, we have been mandated to debit that the banks will be mandated to debit that and we're ready to see it. Mm. it's not for us mm. now things like um, EMF accounts maintenance fee mm. those are the kind of charges you might that those ones can be good to the bank also has to do with the type of products you have usually EMF account maintenance fee is uh, usually charges that are tied to current accounts okay because it's a business so yeah and when you're also running a business the bank is also in business mm-hmm. well um i think one major thing i've learned is asking questions if if you know you're not uh-huh if you're not clear about something make sure you ask questions before you you jump into conclusion and also don't ignore and use your money you should ask questions and um we've learned so much i mean i've become uh, so enlightened about the way bank works especially the issue of um charges you really explained a lot about it because i know it's one thing that people are always a bit uh uncomfortable about when it's at the at the end of the month you're just seeing one charge for something you don't even understand so i think it's very good the way you've explained that to us i, I personally have a better understanding of it now um, so rounding up, I, w- I would like you to, I know you work with businesses. So what would be your financial advice for the audience? What, what are the things that you advise us to pay attention to or to do? Okay, so um, one word, and I will elaborate on that, financial discipline. Mm-hmm. Now, um, whatever you're into, whatever you do, you need to have you need to have some level of financial discipline. For me, uh, it, it goes a long way. Uh, it has to do with how you keep track of your funds, mm. record keeping, savings. Mm. You know, um, as I said, uh, this is one of the things you also get when you your you have relationship with a bank. Uh, the, your account helps to give you history. What you should uh, try to do if you're in, especially uh, for young businesses in general, but in particular people that are just for startups, you're wondering how can banks um, support us, mm. but you're not doing your own bit. So you walk you walk up to a bank and uh, you need facility, you need uh, a loan. There are things that the bank look at when they are appraising you or when they are having that conversation with you. Um, there's something we call the 5C of credit. Okay. So first of all, we're looking at your character. 
character could be you in terms of as a person running the business or even the character of the business Hmm. you understand your 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 character when it comes to managing funds Hmm. then we look at your capacity your capacity what you are asking for do you have the capacity to pay back do you have the capacity to manage that um, Um, the importance of financial discipline, the five C's before you can qualify for the facilities that you might need to grow your business, to grow your vision, character, your capacity, um, your capital, what you've put into the business, your own personal commitment to the business. And um, I believe you also said cash flow and you also talked about collateral. So um, these are important factors that you've shared with us. I believe we've learned so much today. Thank you so much for the honor. Thank you for coming on the show, Mr. Okoye. We are so grateful. Thank you so much. If you need me any other time, I'm always for you. Oh, thank you. Definitely. <laughs> so thank you guys for joining us on today's episode. Uh, do not forget to subscribe to share with your loved ones and do not forget to engage us on our instagram twitter facebook if you do have any questions um, concerning what mr okoye elochuku okoye has discussed with us today you can ask in my dms and i'll surely pass your question along to him Uh, so thank you for joining us once again till next time bye bye